0: entrepreneur on fire 616 in need of some
1: motivation we've got you covered seven days a week join john lee dumas and today's entrepreneur on fire
0: Selection, speed, and creativity are just a few of the benefits of having several designers work on your project. Start your next design project at 99designs.com slash fire and get a $99 power pack of services for free. Industry-leading bookmarking technology? I know, that's audiobooks.com. Seamlessly switch between devices without losing your place. You can even get your first book for free by going to audiobooks.com dot com slash fire what 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 what's up fire nation john lee doom is here and i am fired up to bring you our featured guest today scott Britton. scott are you prepared to ignite
1: dude i am ready let's fire this up yes <laughs>
0: Scott is the founder of LifeLongLearner.com, a media company that has provided premium training to over 22,000 students on everything from startup business development to sleep optimization. Before this, he was a business development executive at Single Platform, which was acquired by Constant Contact for $100 million. Scott, I've given our listeners just a little overview, so take a minute. Tell us about you personally, because we want to get to know you, then give an overview of your business.
1: Thanks for the kind intro, man. Uh, So a little bit about me. I have worked in traditional software startups uh, pretty much my entire career. And after we sold the last one, like you said, for $100 million, I've spent the last nine months living in South America in Brazil. And although the beach uh, was fun, I got a little bored. So I started creating premium training for a lot of the sales and business development material that helped us in that uh, road to a successful startup exit and had been teaching that stuff uh, from around the world while I travel. Uh, and it, I just moved back to the US two days ago. Uh, so I'm, I'm still trying to figure out what's next in the adventure from there, man.
0: Well, I heard a rumor that San Diego might be next in your adventure, which is pretty exciting.
1: Yeah, man. Well, you know, you get on Skype calls like this and you hear about pretty weather and uh, birds chirping and I mean what's not the light.
0: Oh, it's crazy how San Diego has truly become this beacon for entrepreneurs who have really acquired that independent lifestyle. I mean, once you have that freedom to choose where you live, San Diego is a great place to call home at least for a little while and before that next adventure. But Scott, we're gonna dive into your adventure in Brazil, your your life's adventure in general and just a little bit here, but before we do, we start every Entrepreneur on Fire interview off with a success quote to really get that motivational ball rolling. So take it away.
1: For me, man, it's got to be fortune favors the bold. I think that all of the coolest stuff that has happened to me in my life came from a split-second decision where you know, I could take a more comfortable path uh, or do something that had a high upside but might be a little bit scary. And whenever I chose to make the bolder decision, man, good stuff usually happens.
0: So Scott, in the pre-interview, I was telling you how Fire Nation loves stories. We love being taken down to that ground level. So tell us the time in that split second when you were bold and fortune did favor you because of that. Tell us that story, Scott.
1: One that immediately comes to mind is how I first got started in, in tech startups. Uh, I was Working for a sports agency that represented pro baseball players immediately outside of school. Thought I wanted to be Jerry Maguire. Turns out that job actually (laughs) sucks.
0: I could tell from the movie that job sucked. (laughs) Dude, that job is
1: so not cool. Um, But uh, I, I, I read four-hour workweek. Like probably a bunch of people on the show. I was like, wow, I got to be an entrepreneur. Uh, I want to be in a position where the upside is unlimited and I can control my destiny. And I was just trying to figure out how the heck do I get involved in startups and tech. And I happened to be reading a New York times article uh, where I, this kid that I was in, had a class with had just raised a million dollars from Peter Thiel to start a Facebook competitor uh, called college only. And it was essentially a reversion to the original uh, Facebook where you had to have like a edu email address. And I was like, man, this is an awesome idea. This is so cool. I got to get involved in this. And I was like, screw it. And I cold called him and, convinced him, uh, in a parking lot over my lunch break to bring me on as a, basically an, an intern working for lunch receipts and train tickets. And, uh, yeah, man, that like launched me down this path of entrepreneurship and software and startups, um, that I've grown to love. And you know, there's, there's probably eight out of 10 instances where I might not have said, I'm going to reach out to this person who I barely know and try to convince him that I should, he should hire me. But I was fortunate enough to pull the trigger and know my life's changed forever.
0: So give us a quick life story or career story of dot com. What happened to that.com?
1: I was only there for, I guess eight months because the company changed and and pivoted. Uh, But man, I guess like what, one thing I learned um, that was like super impactful was, When you work inside of a startup, inside of startups or tech, it's just so much easier to build a network and connect to other people versus when you're kind of like on the periphery and you're not necessarily, you don't have like a project or a company to attach yourself to um, and really just bring value to other people. So for like me, like when I, when I was like trying to get involved in entrepreneurship and I was coming from the sports agency world, like Nobody really gave a crap. like nobody wanted to like grab coffee with me. Uh, I didn't really, I didn't really have any place to learn besides the books I was reading. and when I was all of a sudden part of a startup, it was much easier for me to connect to other people to have interesting conversations. And so like for everybody out there who is not necessarily involved in the entrepreneurship scene and thinks that they need to go and start a company or the next Google or whatever it is, uh, to start connecting with people and building a network. I just, I know firsthand from my experience, uh, that is completely not the case. And that actually one of the best things you can do is go and work for somebody else uh, who knows what they're doing and use that as really a platform, to get started on like some type of side hustle or side project that you can eventually go out and do your own thing full time.
0: So what happened to collegeonly.com?
1: They eventually switched to like a live TV platform called URTV, which is still running in... Uh, When I left, they were doing live game shows uh, from the Internet. So you can imagine that, like, why should the only people that are allowed to be on Who Wants to Be a Millionaire be the people in the studio audience? Like, why isn't everybody who has a smartphone or a tablet or some type of device with a camera on it be a potential contestant for a show? Uh, So I think there's honestly, man, I think they're still trying to do that. I don't know how it's going. I haven't talked to that company or I haven't talked to my friend Josh in a while.
0: So for whatever reason, collegeonly.com didn't pan out.
1: Collegeonly.com did not become Facebook (laughs) 2.0, but uh, that's okay because Facebook is still pretty awesome.
0: (laughs) So what I want to do now, Scott is transition to your journey as an entrepreneur and Again, here, Fire Nation listeners, we love stories. So take us back to a time in your entrepreneurial journey when you failed. I'm talking falling flat on your face, Scott. And we want to know that failure story, but also the lessons you learned. So take it away.
1: Okay, yeah. So I guess the context for the story is after we sold the company that I was you know, leading business development at, and I started training all these other entrepreneurs and other companies on how to do business development. I wanted to f- create a product to like scale myself out of the process and a fundamental belief that we have about software and that we did at single platform was pre-sell. So we were constantly selling things before we invested a lot of time or energy or resources in them. And I wanted to take that approach with uh, this, this information training product I created on business development And I was, I like flat out told people that, yeah, like I'm pre-selling this. And I thought that was a really clever idea to like show people like, this is how sales is supposed to be done. You, you sell before you build. And I had hundreds of hundreds of people are that eventually, I think eventually got to a thousand on this list. And I was like, yeah, I'm pre-selling this product. This is what it's going to be. And I realized that being explicit about like pre-sales at least with information, uh, people don't really like that a lot. I got the feedback that a lot of people really didn't uh, like the idea that they were going to be paying me upfront for this thing I hadn't created yet, uh, and that I was like so explicitly telling about that. And I, I just ended up, even though I created this awesome thing, the way that I positioned it and sold it, uh, I guess kind of really turned a lot of people off, and I didn't get the results that I wanted, even though everyone who ended up buying it said it was well worth their investment. Um, so I guess the big lesson, the big takeaway there is like, you know, if you're pre-selling an information product, uh, what I learned, it, sh- it should be a process where like you get other people involved and it's like an experience and maybe you're, you're going to like do a training period over a course of time, but like flat out telling people that, yeah, I haven't built this yet, but it's going to be awesome and I'm pre-selling it. And this is how you should think about sales is, <laughs> was not a winning strategy.
0: So that's interesting because that wasn't a winning strategy for you. However, I will say that it's the exact strategy that we use here at Entrepreneur on Fire for every single one of our products. And we are completely upfront. We're completely transparent. We're saying, hey, guys, we want to create podcasters paradise. Or then the next product we created was we want to create webinar on fire because we're hearing from you, our listeners, that you want to learn how to create, grow, and monetize a podcast. That you want to learn how to create and present a webinar that converts. However, just because we're hearing this, there's no true proof of concept. So we're going to have some fun live webinars. We are just going to share with you what the outline of this course will be. If this concept is proven on this live webinar, then we give these live webinars, people show up, we give them value, we tell them what the product will be, when the product will actually be created and available, and say, hey, if you want to be an early bird, then jump on now, you're going to get in for half off of what the actual opening day price will be. However, it's not going to be ready till this day. Do you want to be one of the early birds? Do you want to be one of the founders of this? And each time we've done that, we've gone enough sales, enough proof of concept to say, okay, now we know it's worth our man hours to sit down and actually create this product, this service. So what are your thoughts on that?
1: I think you positioned it incredibly smart by saying, do you want to be a founder? of this product? And do you want to drive the product? And do you want to have, I mean, it just, I guess, like really making the opportunity uh, unique and time sensitive um, with allowing people to get a product for an extreme discounted rate. I mean, all of these, all of these things are about selling information in this type of sale are things that I've learned now. But man, when I was just getting started out, like, I was used to selling people on software uh, where where it's just a totally different ballgame than like a webinar, a sales page, all these other things. And I really like how you position that. What do you think the most critical things were for your success in pre-selling an information product?
0: I really believe that it was engaging with those early founders on those live webinars, getting their questions and saying, okay, you guys are the people that are most interested in this. You've raised your hand. You said that we want to purchase this product. Well, I don't want people that just want to potentially purchase it. I want people that actually do take out their wallet, take out their purse and put money down for that. And so those people that were there on that live webinar, Scott, that did do that, they were instrumental in the creation portion of the product, which we also made very obvious too, that, Hey, we're going to be reaching out to you during the building stages to see if we're doing what you are looking for with this product, with either the podcasters paradise or the webinar on fire. Those are the really two key points that we really went forward with on those live webinars that really was a big success for us.
1: I think another thing too, man, is that you sold via webinar. I mean, I think that really helps because you do have that engagement and direct connection Uh that you don't necessarily get by doing like an email series.
0: No, that's totally true. And that's one reason why we actually created the product webinar on Fire, Scott is because we created Podcasters Paradise back in October of 2013. And then we were looking at our sales that were coming in. We're like, wow, all of our sales. And to be exact, 86% of them were coming on the live free podcast workshops that we were doing on a weekly basis via webinar. And so we got this system for webinars down to such a point where people were like, well, how are you doing these? webinar so well. And that's where that product spun off of. So live webinars is an incredible way to go about engaging with people, making it an event, making it fun, converting sales for sure. And Scott, we chatted actually pre-interview a little bit that you are going down the road of podcasting, which I'm really excited for you because that's another huge thing I think that was a benefit for us is that, Scott, people have been listening to my podcast for hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of episodes. They knew that Entrepreneur on Fire was around, that we were kicking out an episode every single day. They grew to know, like, and trust me as the podcast host. So I had this relationship in place from this, which is why podcasting is such an amazing medium for people like myself and you, Scott, who release shows that provide value to grow that trust that's so key when converting that sale.
1: Absolutely, and I mean, the bottom line is is like, no matter, you could be the best writer in the world, but it's so hard to develop the same type of rapport with somebody uh, through text that you have through you know the dynamic the, the sound of somebody's voice and the stories and, and the off-the-cuff type of conversation.
0: It's the removing of the barriers too. Like right there live on the webinar, people are asking questions. I'm providing answers. So these barriers that they may have that I may not have known to include in a sales page copy, boom, I'm answering them live time. I'm saying, Jason, great question. Let me answer that for you right now. And then it helps me improve the next webinar, improve the actual sales page that we have too. All of these things combined really help. So Fire Nation, in summation on this section, I really just want to say for me, it's engaging with your audience. Really... Getting inside their heads, letting them know that you care, building that trust—it is so critical. And Scott, how about you give us one quick takeaway before we move on?
1: I think like one thing that you alluded to that's been really helpful for me is just uh, the best thing I've been able to do to determine like pattern recognition of like what the audience wants is just keep a running document of questions that people ask you, and just if you refer to this document uh, and. I mean, just look at it from an analytical standpoint. It's so easy to, to see the patterns, but you—but it's much hard. It's much harder to identify those trends, like over the three over a couple of months. If you're just like, "Oh yeah, that question seems to be coming up a lot," versus like if you can look at empirical evidence and be like, "Wow, people have wanted to know what's the hardest part about podcasting more than any other thing out there." Like that's the first thing I need to address, and I know that because. of the questions that I've been asked have been solely around this one particular point. Um, So keeping a running document of that, of like questions people ask you and then analyzing it, for me, has been super valuable and it sounds like something that, that you're implementing as well.
0: Love it, Scott. In Fire Nation, absolutely, without a doubt, the most impactful and important question you can ask your audience. What are you struggling with? When your audience reaches out to you via email, social media, respond back with that one question. What are you struggling with? And then just like Scott said, keep track of those answers and you will have your products and your services laid out for you. So Scott, what I want to do now is transition to the other end of the spectrum and move into an aha moment that you've had at some point in your journey. So Scott, take us to that moment in time. Tell us that story and the steps you took to turn that aha moment into success.
1: Yeah. So I actually recently had, this is a very recent aha moment, probably in the past month. Uh, and again, like I'm trying to grow as an online marketer versus somebody who traditionally did like business development and sales, um, where a lot of my stuff was like outbound and that I realized what happened was is that, um, I, I had a bunch of these online courses. I sold some on Udemy, then I sold some on my own website to my list and then I launched a, a a book that I was able to get, do really well on Amazon, um, become a bestseller. And then I did, I've been doing this podcast stuff. And What I realized is that, you know, before I was creating content that I wanted to create and not really thinking about how it was going to be distributed. And what I realized with Amazon is that I figured out okay, how do people buy on Amazon? Uh, and eventually I figured this out retroactively with Udemy. And then eventually I'm coming out with an iPhone app soon that I'm going to be doing the same thing. Like how, how do people buy on Amazon? And the, and the answer is they search via keywords and they search via categories. And it's like, okay, well, how do I, how do I rank on those particular things? Um, and you, and then like how can I tailor this piece of content that I'm creating so that it does well with those distribution I, distribution notions in mind? And I guess it's kind of almost like but when you're creating like products, if you start like re- almost reverse engineer with your distribution strategy first uh, and then create with that in mind, it's just so much easier to be successful. so like to get specific like Uh, If I was creating an info product today, I could, without, if I was somebody who didn't have a list, um, I could go out and create what I think that I want, what I should and what I need. Or if I knew that there was like 20 other guys out there with huge lists that were selling other people's products, I would go out to every single one of them and ask them like, Hey, I'm thinking about creating this thing. What do you think? And get them involved in the process because that would, that would be a much more efficient distribution strategy. If I was selling a book on Amazon, I'd go and do the keyword re- like I did the keyword research for this book on life hacks that I made and I optimized everything for this keyword and getting ranked in these particular categories. And that allowed me to be so much more successful um, than if I just tried to like create what I wanted to create and then market it after I've already created it. So I think like, if you, if you take this like high level concept of like thinking about like how you're going to get distribution first and then how you can optimize anything you create for that, uh, it's just, such a, it's just such a better winning strategy than like creating something and then thinking about distribution.
0: So Scott, in the army, we actually call this backwards planning. You always start at where the end goal is. And then you've backtrack to see how would you get there starting at step one so it's a great strategy to employ amazon is an amazing opportunity for entrepreneurs alike scott just give us in one sentence your biggest takeaway from that aha moment that you've applied that's really brought success
1: Think with the end in mind and and really reverse engineer, like reverse engineer. You can reverse engineer your success in any single thing that you want to do. Look at at the behavior, like look at the actions of the people that have been successful um, and see if you can replicate what they've done and really like systemize and codify it. And then once you're able to do that, then you can create these systems that you can execute that over and over again. Like I had a buddy on my podcast today who's published over 100 Kindle books uh, and has like a six figure Kindle publishing business that 's completely outsourced, and the way that he's able to do that was like by working backwards uh by figuring out distribution and then codifying exactly what he did to be successful on you know the first couple instances, and then you know building a system around
0: so Scott speaking of what you have going on right now, your podcast. The direction you're taking your business. Share with Fire Nation the one thing that just really has you most fired up today,
1: dude. It's got to be it's got to be podcasting, man. Yes. Um, it's because you know why? Because for me, like nothing is more impactful than getting people ex- more excited about their day. And I think, like, I was a guy in New York City hustling, doing my startup stuff. And every single day, just being on that subway, trying to be productive with my transit time, uh, and and getting excited to go into work because I was hearing about other people going out there doing awesome stuff. And when I'm seeing, as I'm seeing my my podcast grow, and I'm getting emails from people that it's been really helpful, like that type of feedback and that type of impact for me, just it inspires you, man. It inspires me to go out and give my best every single day.
0: So, Scott, we're about to enter the lightning round, but before we do, let's thank our sponsors. What a revolutionary concept – audiobooks imagine what our car rides and workouts would be like without audio content seriously how do we ever go on runs with our walkman and cd players bulking up our pockets or drive from point a to point b without hooking up our mp3 players to our car dashboards i am so glad i don't have to think about that anymore especially now that i have audiobooks.com Audiobooks.com allows you to listen to your favorite titles instantly, anywhere. You can choose from more than 40,000 books, and I know you have a growing list of business books you've been meaning to dive into. With their industry-leading bookmarking technology, you can seamlessly switch between devices without losing your place. Make sure you're getting the titles you really care about. Audiobooks offers free sampling so you can preview as many books as you like even before you sign up. Get your first book for free today by going to audiobooks.com slash fire. Ah, we'd all like to avoid the dreary side of business, the paperwork, but we can't. If you've decided to take the leap and start your business, you're probably knee deep in securing financing, getting licensing, ironing out budgets. You may find the creative side of your brain craving attention. Luckily, there is one task you need to do that is more creative. You need to get a few designs in place so you can begin connecting with clients. With a powerful logo, website, and social media design, you'll be able to promote your business both in person and online, right away. At 99designs, you can get anything designed in just one week for a startup-friendly price. 99designs can help you build your client base before you even open the doors. What if you could start your next project design today and have dozens of designs to choose from in just seven days? Well, you can. Visit 99designs.com slash fire and get a $99 power pack of services for free. So Scott, we've now reached my favorite part of the show, the lightning round, where you get to share incredible resources and mind-blowing answers. Sound like a plan?
1: Let's do it, man.
0: What was holding you back from becoming an entrepreneur?
1: Expectations uh, from my peers about what I should be doing with my life instead of what I wanted to do.
0: What is the best advice you've ever received?
1: Embrace failure as an opportunity to learn and grow.
0: Share one of your personal habits, Scott, that you believe contributes to your success.
1: I'd say having a morning routine that uh, grounds you and gets you in a peak state. So for me, like that's super simple. Um, every single day, wake up, I meditate, I take a cold shower, I do some gratitude exercises. I do some reading, I do some affirmations and like by the time I'm ready to dive into my work, like I feel like I'm shot out of a cannon and that type of like anchor that I have every single day just makes me so excited to wake up, so excited to start my day and, and really turn what used to be like a hustle bustle uh, crazy morning into like absolute bliss and excitement.
0: So just take like 60 seconds and walk us through what that would look like, including that meditation part.
1: Sure. So the meditation, which I think is probably the most important part, uh, starts with me smiling. Then thinking about doing some deep breathing exercises to calm myself, where I basically am inhaling for four seconds, exhaling for four seconds. And then I do a series of visualization exercises where across health, wealth, relationships, and finances, I think about where I want to be in the next three years and I visualize that success. And then after that, I say what I'm, I do some affirmations in each one of those. So like, for example, uh, like I will easily be able to achieve the financial freedom that I want to in the next three years and be able to do anything and everything I want to in my life. And I say these things to myself out loud. Uh, and I think about them. And then after that, I do gratitude across each four of those things. And then I visualize a perfect day. And I mean, after you do that exercise, you're just, you're fired up, you're confident, you have a high self-esteem and you're ready to just launch into whatever you want to do, man. And for me, like there's no better way to get excited about beginning my day.
0: Love that. Fire Nation, take that in. And Scott, do you have an internet resource like an Evernote that you're just in love with you can share with our listeners?
1: Sure. Uh There's a really cool service out there that's really present right now Uh, because it, I saw it in my inbox this morning and I found out something cool called Newsly. Have you heard of it? No. Dude, it's awesome. N-E-W-S-L-E.com. It tells you any time any one of your Connections on Facebook or LinkedIn or people you follow on Twitter are mentioned in a news article. So basically, this is an opportunity for you to like figure out when somebody in your network's done something cool, maybe when they've changed jobs and just be like a more thoughtful friend or colleague uh, because you're constantly on top of these opportunities where you can congratulate them, where you might be able to provide help. And it's just a daily email that makes me privy to these instances and has just made me a better friend, a better colleague. Um a more thoughtful person in my network. I absolutely love it. It's free. Definitely go and check it out.
0: Yeah, I mean, how cool is it to be able to email or to tweet one of your friends and say, wow, that was great you were featured here. And they're like, what? I didn't even know about that.
1: Yeah, man, it's awesome. It's
0: perfect. So Fire Nation, can you can find the links to this resource and everything that Scott and I have been chatting about today at com slash Scott Britton. Scott, if you could recommend just one book for our listeners, what would it be?
1: I'm really liking this book called Unbeatable Mind right now. Uh, and it's by this guy, Mark Devine, who's like an ex Navy SEAL, trains Navy SEAL guys, uh, does a bunch of really cool stuff. Essentially, the, the concept of the book is that you know our, our thoughts control our life experience. They control how motivated we are. And yet we don't diligently train our mind to the extent that we do our bodies. If people go to the gym every day, but how many people are going to the mind gym and working on controlling their thoughts, controlling their focus, and controlling what they think about, so that they're constantly in an empowering state? Um, and this book talks a lot about that. It teaches you how to do that. It's the foundation of a lot of the exercises that I currently do. And I, you know, I think your brain and your mind are your strongest assets. You have to cultivate them with the same intention that we do our bodies and the other parts of our lives.
0: The Mind Gym. Go to the Mind Gym, Fire Nation. I love that, Scott. And Fire Nation, I know that you love audio. So if you haven't already, you can get an amazing audiobook just like this one for free at eofirebook.com. That's eofirebook.com. And Scott, this next question is the last of the lightning rounds, but it's a doozy. Imagine you woke up tomorrow morning in a brand new world, identical to Earth but you knew no one. You still have all the experience and knowledge you currently have, your food and shelter taken care of, but all you have is a laptop and $500. What would you do in the next seven days?
1: I would just start going out to, I I think the easiest, fastest way to make money online is, um, or to make money is selling your information, whether that's like in consulting services or courses or books or whatever it is. So, I would figure out. I would take an inventory of my skill set. I would go out to every single uh, company or entrepreneur, or individual that I think I could help, and I would offer to basically work for an hour for free uh, for people that I really wanted to work for, and I would, I would basically be able to try to provide my value to that person uh, within an hour, and then from there, you know, try to sell products or services, um, to that person. And I, I think this is a lot like talk about in the webinars, man, like go out and just provide value to somebody, uh, make it as easy and frictionless as possible by giving them a ton of value for free. And after that, after you've proven yourself, you know, then you have opportunities to monetize that.
0: Love that Scott. It's a model that I followed to much success. Other entrepreneurs are seeing it every single day. And thank you for being so open and so honest with your journey, Scott. And let's end with you giving Fire Nation one parting piece of guidance. And I'd actually kind of like make a little request here because in your intro, you talked about sleep optimization. So can you give us a parting piece of guidance on sleep optimization?
1: Yeah, sure. Uh, I'd say one of the things that's really important to realize is like our circadian rhythms uh, determine Uh, These are things that have been developed like over humanity's entire existence. And they've, we've, our bodies have been attuned with going to sleep when the sun goes down or getting more tired because we stopped producing uh, certain hormones and waking up when the sun comes up. So like, even if you're getting eight hours of sleep and you're going to bed at like three in the morning and then waking up at 11, your your body still is not going to be performing at the same level as if you went to bed at like 10 p.m. and woke up at 6 a.m. Uh, so realize that like there is a natural rhythm and time for your body to go to sleep. And if you really want to perform at an optimal level, like you want to try to start to go to bed earlier and wake up earlier, um, you you will see a performance increase. And all of that is trainable. Like you might be somebody right now who say. He says, Oh, you know what? I can't like, I'm a, I'm a night owl. Like that's who I am. Like, no, you've just trained yourself to be a night owl. Uh, and if you really want to achieve peak performance, like you can retrain yourself to be an early to sleep early riser person.
0: Absolutely. And I recently had Hal Elrod on my show, the miracle morning, and he is just an inspiring guy. He goes through this whole entire ritual in the morning that I've started to follow You know, I used to have my alarm clock, Scott, right next to my bed. So if it goes, it went off at five, at 5 a.m. every single morning, as it still does, but it'd be a little too easy to stay under the covers and hit that snooze button. So now it's across my room. I get up. There's a nice cold glass of water right next to it. I turn my alarm off. No snoozing. Take a big chug of water, jump into the shower, get going right away. And he brings up one great point that I think is so critical here for the mindset of Fire Nation is that what are you telling yourself when you hit that snooze button in the morning? You're basically telling yourself, you know what, the greatest gift that I just received thus far today, waking up, I am actually going to turn my back on that gift and I'm going to snooze and it's just not the right way to start the day subconsciously and so I've really, you know, I'm not gonna lie, I'm not jumping out of bed, sprinting over to my alarm clock and turning it off but I am now getting up, I am no longer Mr. Snooze Man and I am seeing some great results because of that. So Scott, leave us with the best way that we can find you and then we'll say goodbye.
1: Yeah man, so best place you can find me is on my main site lifelonglearner.com, that's life-longlearner.com. I have a new podcast out called The Competitive Edge. Uh if you just search The Competitive Edge on iTunes you can find me and I, I love interacting with people on Twitter and my handle is just Britain, britton, b r i t t o n. So hit me up there and uh you know we can t- take it from there.
0: Yeah, if you just search in the business podcast section, Fire Nation, you'll see new and noteworthy right at the top. Scott Britton's podcast is right there, The Competitive Edge. So congratulations on launching with a bang of having great success, Scott. And Fire Nation is well aware. They can find the links to everything that you just mentioned at eofire.com. Just type Scott in the search bar, Fire Nation, and his show notes page will pop right up. And Scott, thank you for being so generous with your time, your expertise, and experience. Fire Nation salutes you, and we'll catch you on the flip side. Thanks, man. Fire Nation, I remember recording my favorite movies and TV shows as a kid, the VCR tape and all. These days, we're pretty lucky to have DVR. I wonder what could be even better. Oh wait, it's Slingbox. Slingbox delivers your TV channels and recorded shows right to your mobile device no matter where you are. And Slingbox has a special offer for you, Fire Nation. Go to slingbox.com slash fire and get $50 off plus free shipping.